Today on Strategy Simplified, we have another installment of our coach interview series. In these conversations, we learn more about their background, journey to MBB, what they're up to now, and their case coaching philosophy. Next on the hot seat is Pranav Agarwal, who has unique experience having worked for both Bain and BCG. You'll want to catch him before he returns to BCG full-time in 2023. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Pranav, we want to welcome you to the Strategy Simplified podcast. Uh, Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm excited to be here. Well, definitely excited to hear more about your, your coaching offerings and your coaching strategy. But first, just would love if we could learn more about you. Could you give us a little bit of background about yourself pre MVB? Yeah, I, I think let me just uh, take it from where I am right now. So uh, sure. currently I'm doing, I'm a second year doing my MBA at Cornell. Uh, prior to business school and prior to even starting my journey, uh, I did my undergrad in Bombay at a college called St. Xavier's University, where I did business management. Uh, that was a three-year-long course, post which I got recruited by Bain right out of college. Uh, did that for a few years. At Bain, I was focusing, my first year went in the generalist space where we were working across industries. And my second year was focused more on the financial services uh, piece predominantly from the background which I come from. So my family has a business in India, which is in the financial services space. Mm -hmm. So we have a specialty finance uh, firm, which, you know, as growing up, I'd always thought I'd join because I think my father started that back in like 1988, 99. And Mm -hmm. so I've always seen him work with that. And that's that's all I've really known about business and it's from him. So I always thought I'd join that. Uh, So I did take the leap after about two and a half years and started working with him Hmm. uh, through the pandemic as well. Uh, Did that for about two and a half years. And then, you know, now I'm at business school heading to BCG uh, San Francisco next year. So quite, quite a diverse journey even so far in your (laughs) career. So is, is it right to say that you enjoyed your time at Bain in India, but you decided to leave to be able to go and work for the family business? Or did you feel like you had exhausted your time at Bain at that point in time? Right. So as I mentioned, right, I think the eventual idea was always to go back to my business. It was it was always a question of when. Uh, even now, right, like when I think about my time, maybe three years or five years down the line, I'd want to go back to my business again in, in India. Um, so it's all about, okay, how can I best use my time at business school and even like undergrad and after that to pick up, a, pick up things, pick up skills, get to know folks. Uh, you know, which might be able to help me in my business in some way or the other. Uh, so I think I'd spent about two, two and a half years before I started. I, I made that decision and uh, it wasn't, I was, I loved my time at Bain 100%. I think the people I connected with, I'm still extremely close to them. Like I'm attending someone's wedding in December. So because I worked with them at that time, uh, I think it was just the right time for me to move at that point. It makes perfect sense. So uh, curious to get your take on this. Certainly, we get a lot of questions around choosing MBA programs. You had a consulting background already, your time at Bain, you had your work within the family business. How did how did those things help influence your decision making process as you thought about which MBA program to pursue? Right. I think uh, one great thing about the US, right, like, and which is something different from India is the number of offerings you have here. In India, if mm-hmm. you look at the top tier business schools, you know, you'll, you can maybe count about four or five of them. 
and they all end up being pretty similar to each other. But like in the US, you know, if you look at just your top 15, top 20, they're very diverse from within with, with each other as well. Uh, so I think it really depends on what you really want to do, right? Like, do you want to get into consulting? Do you want to get into tech? Do you want to get into banking? Do you want to start your own thing? Uh, and that decision, I think, can help you narrow down on the schools uh, that you like to select. Uh, if you want to do tech, I'd probably recommend stay on the West Coast. If you want to do banking, East Coast is a great area. If you want to do consulting, I think consulting is something that's there across. Uh, then I think location matters that in general, whether you are okay living somewhere remote or do you want, are you are you a big city person, right? Like I think those can influence your decisions. Uh, for me personally, because everyone keeps talking about a network, right? Like you're going to a business school to develop that network. And everyone treats it differently. For me, my networks are networks, people who I'm close to, who I have great conversations with, uh, which I thought I could have a lot more of and at, with a lot more ease in a program that's much smaller as opposed to being in a program that's a thousand people, uh, that's that sized a thousand people. And, you know, you'll probably meet 100, 200 of them and just have no idea who the other 800 are. Uh, so I think that's what dictated my decision of coming to Cornell. Mm, makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. And uh, you know, now it, to the degree that you have completed your MBA so far, would you say that, uh, you know, because I, I, we do hear this every once in a while thinking, oh, well, I'll just do a couple years at McKinsey, Bain or BCG. And that takes the place of an MBA. Uh, what would right. you say? Do, do you say that that's true? Or what have you learned about the differences there? Uh, I think what ends up happening is like, uh, 100%. You learn a lot during those years as well at your at a consulting firm. Uh, but you won't get the diverse peer set that you'll get at a business school. Uh, you mm. won't get the different experiences that people have had uh, at these consulting firms. So at a business school in any consulting firm, if you spend those years. So I would definitely encourage people to do take this leap if that's something that's on their mind. It's, I agree that it's not right for everyone. But I don't think... Uh, like three years in consulting or four years in consulting can replace this experience uh, at any point, right? Because you're you're meeting people in very intimate settings as well. So the friends you're making here will stay with you and it's it's outside of work as well. Uh, plus, if you ever want to leave consulting, uh, you only know people within consulting, right? Mm. And like, those, and wherever they've gone to. Whereas in a business school, people will go everywhere. Right? Like they'll go into banking, they'll go into tech, into... Uh, even just within those, they'll go into various spaces. So I think your network broadens a lot more if you if you end up doing an MBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did you do just this past summer? I was with BCG in their San Francisco office, and they were kind enough to offer a return uh, of give me a return offer as well. Hmm. So a few different questions here about that. Uh, I understand you re- you will, as you said, you'll be returned to BCG's back still again in the San Francisco office. Uh, so staying in the U.S. Let me hit on that piece first. Um, certainly, there's a lot of people that would love to replicate your path uh, coming from outside the U.S. and moving to being able to accept a job and uh, you know have a sponsored opportunity to to stay within the U.S. Looking from the outside. Pranav, at your journey, it kind of looks like the the key pivot point there was getting into a, a U.S.-based MBA program. Is that correct? Or uh, in what ways do you recommend that those who want to have a similar pathway uh, make that transition to working in the U.S.? I think it. I think you're absolutely 
you're absolutely right. It could be an MBA, it could be an MPA, it could be another master's program, but I think it has to be, especially because of visa, because of the visa situation, mm-hmm. it has to come, you have to study here first uh, at some program and then be able to work with these companies. It just so happens that the MBA is most structured for it. Like I have friends across programs, across different uh, colleges as well. Uh, but the MBA is the most structured way in order for you to get the jobs that, you know, one might want after their master's program. It's just the pipeline that the companies also have. Uh, they value that. Uh, it's the pro- structure of the program itself that really just, like my f- example, my first semester was just catered around recruiting, right? Like my academics uh, took a backseat and the professors knew that. And they were okay with that. So the program is structured for you to do well and for you to be able to get a job. So I think the MBA just facilitates that mm-hmm. a lot better than most programs would. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in order mm-hmm. for you to come here and then stay here, uh, it has to be through a master's program. Very rarely, it could be like your company sponsor. If, for example, I was in Bain, India, there were cases where they would bring you to the US or any other country, uh, maybe for a short period, for six months or a year. And if the people you're working with here like you, then they may extend offers to you and you can stay there. But that's uh, that's that's not normal. That's rare. Understood. Now, that makes sense to me. Um, so that, that was certainly one really intriguing, curious thing about your pathway. Another being you are uh, unique in the fact that you've not only succeeded through two different MBB interview processes, which several top candidates do. But then you also have on on top of that, the different work experience, getting to work at Bain, now getting to also work at BCG this past summer. Uh, What would you say are some of the differences between the way firms operate and what those jobs are like? I think at the core of it, it's all about the people that you're working with, right? And from my experience, you know, just I agree, it's only been three months at BCG and two and a half years versus Bain. Uh, the people are extremely similar, right? Like in both these areas, people were extremely supportive. They were really kind and they were really helpful. Uh, they, because coming into BCG, my dilemma was, okay, do I want to go back to my family business immediately or do I want to stick here for a few years and then head back? Uh, people like my mentors at BCG, they guided me saying that it makes sense for you to head back, but maybe stay here for a year or two and experience that lab and pick up those skill sets. And they are the ones encouraging me to go back and they connected me with individuals who've had similar journeys. Uh, people who went back to either businesses or they or started something on their own, but did a few years here. So they made sure that they facilitated those conversations and helped me throughout this process. Uh, similarly with my case at Bain, like two years in, you know the firm well, you know the processes well. They don't want to see you go. But when I had this conversation, my partner was more than happy saying that, if that's something that really interests you, go for it. Right? Like, we're here to support you in any way possible. And even after I left uh, in making connections with various uh, VPE and VCs in terms of investors, they're the ones connecting me. They connected me with a few folks who ended up being on our cap sheet by the end of it. Um, so people are really nice. Uh, I think that's a commonality that's there across uh, both the firms and it's, and the work they do. Right? Like I think that's it's it's at similar scale. Uh, be it India, be it US, I think you're tackling the problem in a similar way. You're trying to deliver the same level of output uh, with the core being we need to help our client as much as possible and the right way. Uh, So I think those are some commonalities between both these firms. 
Mm-hmm. No, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, it, it is the same intrinsics, qualities, capabilities, skills that make a good consultant. And that is firm agnostic, that's discipline agnostic. And so you get to work with a really talented, sharp set of people at whichever of these top firms, you can land a position. Uh, I also think it's it's really important to, to pull out another point that you made around um, it's not, it shouldn't be a scary thing for candidates to be vulnerable and willing to talk about their future goals and their dreams and where they want to land in even three, five, 10 years. That answer doesn't have to be, oh yeah, I'm excited about potentially being a lifer in consulting. It's, oh, I recognize consulting can be a great stepping stone to what I, I really want to do. And because of the way that consulting firms are structured, uh, the bottom of the pyramid is really big and not everybody's going to stay around. You know, it, it's seen as as completely OK uh, to recognize the fact that it is a revolving door. There's a lot of turn. Um, and so, you know, you can you you can feel free to to share that you're looking at this as a as a medium term or short term even opportunity as long as you're willing to put in you know a year a couple years uh then you'd still be a great value to the firm yeah no a hundred percent a hundred percent and i think uh, everyone at the firm is aware of that right like from the mm. people right at the bottom to be your associates to your managing directors etc so everyone's just aware of that and at some point everyone's had those conversations right like some people have exited and then they've come back uh to the firm some people have exited in our great terms with the firms and now maybe probably are clients for the firms um so everyone's aware of this uh phenomenon that you mm-hmm. know you people will tend to exit and they're just structured exit points as well right like after you get promoted to a certain level people tend to exit to either business school uh, once you come back from business school, you reach the manager level, people tend to exit then. Or once you reach the, you know, associate partner, the principal stage, people tend to exit then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 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 aware. Everyone knows about it and everyone's really encouraging of it because if that's where your heart is, that's where your heart is. Uh, mm. There's no point keeping you in a place where you're not interested in or, you know, you think you can do something better elsewhere. We'll be right back after this quick message. Maximize your chances of landing a top 10 consulting offer by joining Black Belt, Management Consultants' premium case prep program. In Black Belt, you receive one-on-one mentorship and prep support from a former McKinsey, Bain, or BCG consultant like the one you're hearing from today. Your coach will develop a personalized plan for you and guide you through drill-based coaching sessions. Black Belt also includes expert resume and cover letter edits, because case prep is only so good if you don't get the interview. 80% of Black Belt's land offers, which is why it's the world's most effective consulting prep program. If you're ready to quit wasting time in your prep process, join today. Learn more and register at the link in this episode's show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. Well, Pranav, we are so glad to have you on board as one of our coaches at MC, uh, given your background and experience. Uh, so would love to pivot there and understand a little bit more about uh, the way that you think about your coaching and the way that you work with your clients. Right. So I usually take my inspiration from the interviews itself, right? Like, okay, what are the, what is it that these firms are essentially looking for? Um and what they're looking for are two broad things, right? Like one, can I put you in front of a client on day one? And two, do you have the analytical abilities? 
And mm. these are essentially the two things they're kind of judging throughout, not just the interviews, but even the process before that. Uh, and I think that's something I, I keep on emphasizing because the first piece, especially like, can I put you in front of a client starting day one? Because 90% of the folks, right? Like they'll be able to crack the case uh, with the resources that are out there, the number of the number of reps you can get. I think that's the easier piece, but being able to, but being personable, uh, being able to bring in your own personality into a conversation with an MDP, you're nervous, you know, it's, it's clear that you're nervous, uh, your feet could be trembling, but can you still hold your own? Uh, mm. Can you, while you're talking about something which you have no idea about, can you structure that conversation? Can you drive that conversation forward as well, right? If you, if someone says X and you have no idea what that X is, are you comfortable enough asking the, or owning up saying, I have no idea what X is. Can you please tell me what it is? And that's completely okay. But I think that piece is something I emphasize a lot on. Can I put you in front of a client from day one? Because that happens, right? I was in front of my client day one. I started 9am, 11am, I had a client meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, so that will happen. And my manager was comfortable doing that because of the process they know they have in terms of recruiting. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something I really, really emphasize on. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Uh, and and alongside that, I think it almost goes without saying that it provides great value, the fact that you've had this experience with two different MBB firms, interview styles, making it through, seeing how that translates to the real work on the job. Uh, how do you think that helps you be a better coach? Right. Uh, so I think the case interview itself is just mimicking what the real project looks like. Uh, mm -hmm when and your partner's case almost every week with a client right because a client will come to them with a problem and your case and your the partner the mdp on the case will essentially break down the problem and the different buckets end up being the different work streams that us as consultants will work on mm -hmm. uh, so that's how i think of a case interview as well right like when you're coming to me with those buckets they need to be structured enough they need to be messy enough they need to be separate enough the three individual people can pick it up at the same spot and run with that. Uh, so hence, that's where that thinking comes in. So they need to be different work streams at that point. And inter interviewees as well, they need to understand that, uh, that why one's casing, right? Where is that? How will that be used? Why is that being used? Uh, and the moment they understand that, I think they automatically start improving their own structures and their entire case interview process. And I think that's something I can bring in given just the experience I've had so far. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you, you've gotten to work with and coach a, a number of individuals and across your experience, what do you think are some of those key themes that stand out? What are some of the qualities that most successful candidates possess? Right. Uh, I think stepping back, right, and not just on the interview side, but even before the interview side, I think something uh, people who I've seen be successful, they really possess uh, a, they're go-getters. Uh, mm -hmm. They will keep on networking, keep on reaching out to people, asking the different questions that they are interested in. I think that's something that's important. Second, they're self-aware, right? Like they know what exactly do they want and what are some of the non-negotiables they might have. It could be like for some people, location is a priority. So if you know that, you will ask those questions. For some, it's a flexibility, right? Like if you, if you know that, I think knowing yourself as well is very important. And mm. that really comes across in the networking piece because of the questions you're asking 
and the people on the other side can really see whether okay are these just generic questions that everyone asks or is it something that they're it's catered to them with something that's important to that individual uh i think from a cv perspective everyone looks at some spikes uh right like what have they done throughout have they stood out in some way uh within their own job it could be anything that they've done but maybe could they lead uh did they train maybe 100 folks in their office did they lead certain initiatives maybe outside of work in the societies they're working with or the social space that they're working with or uh, have they made some sort of a change so it's those spikes that they're really looking for and i think on the case interview piece people who are most comfortable and people who are able to have a conversation rather than think of it as an interview i think those are the ones that really do well and really end up getting those multiple offers um you know and just like succeeding in that absolutely absolutely um yeah, sorry. It has been a pleasure. No, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I think just one point on that. Like my example, like my BCG interview. Yeah. Um, I had about fifteen minutes and uh, left at the end after my case was done, and the MDP and I we just spoke about Star Wars for fifteen <laughs> minutes, right? And I think that's that's what truly got me the job because in his screen I could see a stormtrooper figurine, uh, I think another one or two Star Wars figurines, and I just asked him if he's a fan, and that's what we spoke about for. the remainder of the time that we had and a couple of hours later he was the one calling me saying that you know congratulations you've gotten the job mhm mhm that ability to build an actual connection to relate yeah. to someone on a human level it's not truly just about can you as you said it's not just about if you can crack the case in some ways anybody can get to that point or most people can get to that point but it's got to be above and beyond that what are the insights that you can derive from that conversation and through that conversation and are you going to be ready to be put in front of the client do i trust that you've got that uh the personality the temperament the and and i think that part of the relational connection during the 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 interview does help you know allow the interviewer to come to those conclusions yeah for sure for sure for sure 100% really appreciate you taking some time out to share more about your journey and what you do at management consulted uh just want to give you another opportunity to speak anything else about uh your coaching process and then how people could work with you and right, i think um I divided it into two pieces, right? Like one is I, I would love to focus on the behavioral side of things with people, uh, and the second is obviously the case itself, right? Like as long as I've been saying that ninety percent of the people crack it, but you need to crack it, right? Like that is a requirement before you can get onto the behavioral side. Uh, mm-hmm. So helping people get there, I think that's one important piece, and the behavioral piece is something I really work on. So uh, I offer two slots, right? A thirty-minute and one-hour slot. Uh, usually, in the thirty-minute we I'll run with behave, run through base certain behavioral certain questions like, have you ever worked in a team? Have you ever had the lead leadership or leadership positions? Uh, certain questions that usually come up during these interviews. And on the one hour piece, I'll run one behavioral in a case and just feedback for the candidate. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, what's what's your you know we're, we're taping this in. Uh, kind of late summer early fall of 2022 uh at, at least right now what's your general availability like i know that your availability of course will be updated live on the management consulted website but when can people generally expect to find you available i think i'm available most weekdays uh in the evening and uh on weekends somewhere in the afternoon for a few hours so that's those are the slots that 
uh, I've left open, but uh, I'm flexible as well. So if someone books a slot and they're like, oh, they can't make it, happy to change around time uh, on a one-off basis as well, obviously. Mm, I appreciate that. Um, and finally here, you know, we just have a tradition at Strategy Simplified. We want to ask you a couple of fun personal questions before we fully wrap up. So curious, what's one decision that you've made that's changed the course of your career? <laughs> uh, I think for my career, it's it was literally like, I think, joining consulting after undergrad. Because mm. uh, as I mentioned before, right, like I think going back to my family business is always on the cards. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, this consulting firm being came along, they, they had a great presentation. I connected with the people that were there. I spoke with them afterwards as well. And I really thought, let me just give this a shot and see what happens. Let me at least apply and see where it takes me. And I think it's really helped me in good state because I think the, what I really took away from it was being able to converse with people across different levels, right? Different stakeholders, Uh, To give you an example, when I moved into my business, uh, I was working with folks who'd been there for about 15 years, 20 years, you know, uh, they were about 25, 30 years old, 30 years older to me. And I was trying to get them to automate certain processes, which they had never even heard of. Uh, So to be able to communicate with them and what impact that had and communicate that to our investors and to my dad. just being able to operate at different levels and different levels of fidelity, I think that's something I had learned at Bain because that's what you do in a consulting firm, right? Like when you're communicating it to your immediate superior, that could be the consultant or the manager, you'd want to go into how you got there. But when you, you're communicating it to the client, it's just the answer. Uh, and being able to look at it from different lenses, I think that that was my biggest learning and my biggest uh, takeaway from that. And I've, even at business school, I think that's been my standout piece. Mm, makes perfect sense that that uh, executive presence in your communication, top down thinking, answer first, pyramid principle, et cetera. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and then you know, just finally, finally here, what's one thing that you are reading or watching or listening to right now that's inspiring you? So I've been listening to Andrew Huberman's podcast. Uh, he's a Stanford MD. Uh, I think health is something that's top of mind for me because uh, mm. when you tend to start working longer hours, uh, things start to slowly slip away. And I think that's something I experienced mm. in my first job, uh, which I don't want to repeat again. So I think that's something I'm making a priority. And fortunately, people at these firms really want you to make it a priority as well. And they're helping you do that. So I think listening to him really solidifies that belief in me that you know health is important. And then he gives you various ways to how to make it better. <laughs> Hmm. Well, Pranav, it's been great to get to learn more about you. Thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, really look forward for more prospective candidates to work with you and your coaching service. Thank you, Stephanie. This was, it was great being here and talking to you. Want to work directly with Pranav? He talked in our conversation today about some of his general availability, but you'll want to make sure to check out his current coaching calendar in the link below. Just like Pranav, all of our coaches are ex-McKinsey, Bain, or BCG consultants and interviewers who've been extensively vetted and only coach with us here at MC. They love working with prospective candidates to mock through full interviews or drill in areas you need extra help. You can find a link in the show notes or read more about our offerings at managementconsulted.com. We'll see you next time.